Welcome back to CrimeFiction.fm, where we bring the authors of today's best mysteries, thrillers, and suspense novels directly to you. I'm your host, Stephen Campbell, and I'm here with Robert Gregory Brown, Will Graham, and Rob Cornell, three of the authors working under the name Edward Fallen. And we're talking about the Linger series, a fascinating new, fascinating new project which is being released on July 1st. Gentlemen, welcome. Hello there. Hello. Hi. I'm going to direct this first question to you, Robert. Uh, tell us a little bit about the idea behind this series and where we're going with it, if you don't mind. Well, first, let me correct you on the pronunciation of his name. It's Edward Fallon, like Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. He would be offended, but since we couldn't get him on here today, I, I don't really feel that bad about it. I, you know, but, you know, I, I, he's probably going to be listening to this, so I don't want him to get upset. But uh, basically, this whole thing started uh, when I was uh, watching, believe it or not, Netflix House of Cards. I don't know if you've seen that. It's a great show. Oh, yes. Uh and I love the idea that they had this a binge series. You could just watch one episode after another. And I said, why isn't anybody doing that with books? So I thought, what the heck? Why not come up with a series idea and apply that to uh, the book, to, to books and bring out five books all at once so that readers can, uh, you know, satisfy their uh, need to read the next book and not have to wait a year or whatever it is these days. And I had this idea that uh, for a long time called Linger that had actually been uh, rejected by my uh, traditional publisher, St. Martin's, years ago. And my agent wasn't too thrilled about it either. (laughs) But every time I pitched it to a writer friend, they all loved it. And they said, why aren't you working on this? You know, so I knew I had something special and it stayed in the back of my mind for a long time. And... uh, when it came time to, to do this binge series thing, I said, well, Linger is the idea I'm going to go with. And I started pitching, pitching it to my friends. Who was the first friend that you pitched this to? Because I, as I understand it, there are five episodes in the first binge, so to speak. Uh, so there are five different versions of Edward Fallon writing the series. So uh, right. who, who was the first, first friend that you pitched it to? Uh, I think... The first friend I pitched it to was Brett Battles, mm-hmm. who uh, he and I have been friends for years, and we've co-written a couple of uh, books together. And he was very anxious to work on it as well. In fact, the two of us at one time were thinking about turning it into a YA series, kind of uh, softening it up a little bit and turning it into a YA series. But that never came about, and we ended up writing the Poe series instead. So he was the first guy I pitched it to, and he said he was on board. Unfortunately, time didn't allow him to write any of the first five, so mm-hmm. we don't we don't know whether he's going to be joining in later or not, later on or not. Uh, so the next guy I went to was uh, J.D. Rhodes, who I call Dusty, Dusty <laughs> Rhodes. He was uh, a little like, uh, you're going to put out five books you know, all at once? I don't know. Is that possible? And I said, well, with five writers, it's possible. So he uh, jumped on board. Uh, and then I went to Rob because I really enjoyed uh, his writing, what I'd read of it, mm-hmm. and Tim Tressler and Will Graham. Uh, and then there's several others that are, are in the process of at least I hope they are, in the process of writing further books. Well, it's kind of uh, an all-star team that you've put together here for this. Absolutely. I went 
to writers that I've actually read their you know their work and I wanted to see you know if they if they fit with the with the idea and I thought all these guys did. Well, let me let me jump in now with a question to Rob Cornell. Rob, what did you think when Robert pitched this idea to you? Did you think he was crazy? No, I thought it was brilliant, actually. Um, I mean, the second he explained it to me, I that is exactly something I would go out and read, and maybe even something I would try to write. So it, it, for me, it was I was like, heck yeah, I'm, I'm in. Okay, so h- how did he explain it? Because we've got listeners here that are interested. They're saying this seems a little bit interesting. Maybe five books at once. I, to be able to go through them one after another after another is a cool idea. So what's what's the story behind this series? It's it's a little bit different. It's it's a thriller, but it's it's got a supernatural edge. Right. Um, well, the basic story, actually, the whole thing, like I said, came to me a while ago. And it came to me in the form of, a, of just a visual, because I'm kind of a visual guy uh, coming from the movie industry. And what I'd seen was a detective, a female detective, coming to her crime scene, which was a house, late at night, and looking into through a window and seeing a boy in a hooded sweatshirt just standing there in the middle of her crime scene, staring up the ce- uh, at the ceiling. And he was a blind boy, and I had no idea what what that meant or what it was all about, but it just stuck in the back of my mind for the longest time. And basically, what came out of it is that this blind boy and his guardian, an older man, have both been victims uh, of some kind to a serial killer that they call the Beast. And this detective, through the first book, uh, tries to unravel this whole mystery of who killed uh, a bunch of people in this house and why the, this boy and this man are there. And at the end of the whole thing, when she discovers that they are actually on a quest to find this serial killer, the beast, and uh, you know, basically destroy him, she ends up joining joining them at the end. And it's uh, basically kind of a makeshift family traveling across country. Uh, in search of this guy. Now, Rob or Will, whoever wants to take this, when it was time to write your your book in the series, uh, how much direction did you get in terms of exactly where to go with the story? <laughs> <laughs> um, Rob, how about you take that one first? Uh, sure. Um... We got uh, a, basically like a proposal, and then Rob let us read the his his first book, and then he said, "Pitch me something." And I mean, I gave him it, it was hilarious because I expected a little bit like I would have, oh I'm going to have to write this long outline and everything, but I gave like the the equivalent of a back cover blurb sort of thing to him to say, this is what I got going, you know? He's like, okay, that's a good idea. And I said, all right, what do you want now? He's like, oh, just go for it. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) So, so, I mean, you know, and I think the book I ended up with is somewhat like what I described, but, you know, it was, it kind of went from there. But that that was about the... uh, the long and the short of it, right there. And your book, if, if we if we look at these sequentially, what number is yours, Rob? I'm the fifth one. Okay, and so William, uh, yeah, same thing for you. Pretty much, yes. Uh, Rob contacted me. Robert contacted me, 
and uh, I basically did the same thing that Rob was talking about. I sent back cover copy, and the response I got was, sounds good, go forth and conquer. <laughs> so there was so, nothing that, that said, well, at the end of book two, here's where we are, go from there? Nope. Not that I recall. <laughs> I can't no, wait sir. to read this. <laughs> Let me explain ahead, the, reason, the reasoning behind this. Is because I kind of looked at this as you would a TV series, mm-hmm. uh, but not one that has a, a necessarily every episode has to have the continuing you know, plot line. There is an overall arc. They're in search of the beast. They're going across country looking for the serial killer. And the boy is psychic, and he uses his psychic powers to help them go from one place to the next. But I wanted to make sure that it was kind of like, uh, I, I don't know if you remember the old show, The Fugitive. Mm-hmm. But he was after the one-armed man. Every episode, he was thinking about the one-armed man, and he wanted to find the one-armed man. Mm-hmm. But each episode was self-contained, and he would find himself dealing with the guest star's troubles, you know, getting involved with them somehow. And the one-armed man became kind of a, a, a backstory uh, that was always sitting there, but he was involved. The current story was something different, you know, involving those guest stars. So that's basically what I said to the guys, that I want each of these to be a standalone with just a few continuing threads. And my job as editor was to make sure that the threads, you know, were consistent and everything connected. How similar is uh, Edward... Fallon's writing style throughout the series? Surprisingly very similar uh, according to our beta readers. So I was a little worried about that, uh, concerned about that. But something I've discovered, and I think I probably knew this all along, but when I was a kid, I used to read a lot of multi-author, you know, house name books. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm trying, like the Nick Carter books and things like that. And generally speaking, the styles were felt very similar and it was up to me i you know i went in and i did a little bit of rewriting here and there to you know make the style a little bit consistent but i tried to uh, you know stay away from that as much as possible um, but generally speaking, I don't think uh, the readers are going to notice uh, too many differences in style. Rob Cornell, what's the hardest thing about jumping in in the middle of a series like this? Getting in the head of somebody else's characters was very weird for me. Um, I, I, you know, I was all gung ho for the idea, and I'm like, absolutely. And then in private, I'm like, how the heck am I going to do this? <laughs> but I like the idea so much, and and I really respect Rob and his writing as well. I'm like, I got to make a go of this. I got to make it happen. So, but it was it was initially getting getting to know those characters as well as as he did. And I don't I mean, I don't know if I succeeded that far, but at least well enough where I could sit down and they felt like my own characters. And that was the that was like the the biggest challenge for me. And but once I got that and I I got into it, 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 it kind of just took off. But it was that initial transition into getting in the head of characters that I, you know, I did not create myself. And how, how did you do that? Was it just through reading uh, Robert's version of the, of the first book? Or was there, is there like a character sheet that, that goes out to everybody? 
Um, he had some general descriptions mm-hmm. of the characters that, um, by the time you know he was finished with his book, and you know we, we got into things, a lot of those things details had changed. But for me, <laughs> I, for me, I just looked at it kind of. Um, Kind of the same way I do with my own characters is sort of like a method actor, and you know I take what I I learn from the you know, about the characters from the first book and any of the descriptions and added information that that Rob had given us on the side, and then just put myself in those characters as if I were them based on what I knew about them and just and just took it from there, hoping the whole time because I know writing mine, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm totally this is not anything like what Rob's going to want for this series. I'm totally going off on a weird tangent here or anything. <laughs> Luckily that didn't happen, but that was that was basically what I had to do was take those characters put myself in them and then my, allow myself to just, just to play them. William, was it the same for you or was was there another particular challenge that presented itself? Uh, well, actually, I came in late. Um, there was another author scheduled for my slot, uh, and he su- was suffering some health issues. Uh, so I was contacted kind of late in the game. And as Rob Cornell said, we had Robert's novel and we had Robert's Bible. Mm-hmm. And it was just one of those odd things that happen to a writer every once in a while, but it was basically, I, I caught a wave and I wrote it, and I had, the, I had the first draft into Robert, I think in about three and a half weeks. Wow. It was just, you know, it, it's like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, and, you know, let's rock and roll cry havoc and let slip the dogs of war. And I just, I just went for it. And uh, Robert read my manuscript, and he came back with some very good suggestions, and we worked together. We worked it out. Uh, the first draft was a little darker uh, than what is coming out, which, you know, I mean, he wanted dark, so I went dark. Mm-hmm. But my dark, Stephen, you know my background. Yes. You know, my dark was a little too dark. Mm-hmm. So we lightened it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Robert, what's the expectation with this? Is is this the kind of thing that you think people are going to go one after another after another, like, like we might have done with uh, House of Cards? Uh, I'm certainly hoping so. We have about uh, 50 beta readers. We started a little uh, street team group. Uh, and gave them all the books for free, so that may, may be making a difference. But they're just reading one after another, and we're getting notes back saying, I can't wait to read the next one, and when, when are the next five coming out? So I'm hoping that uh, paying customers will feel the same way uh, if we get enough exposure. So one thing I wanted to add about as far as uh, the guys going off and reading the books, we, we did uh, start a private linger group so that we could ask each other questions and, mm-hmm. and I can answer as many questions and that kind of thing. So they weren't completely in the dark. They were able to ask questions. What were your fears going into this when you handed off the project to these other great writers? Uh, I didn't have any real fears about them delivering because I, I knew they were all great writers. Um, my fear was uh, Worrying about the cohesiveness of the, you know, the stories, making sure that the threads would be all connected, 
and that kind of thing. Um, and uh, getting it done by summertime, which is when I wanted to have it done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I realized about halfway through that, boy, I had really bitten off a big piece to chew here. After a couple of meltdowns and with the great assistance of my uh, copy editor, who ha- also happens to be my wife, um, we were able to do it. And I think we've done a great job. So you mentioned earlier the next five. Are the next five in the works? Uh, we have uh, four other writers. Four other writers, I think, right now who are uh, working on books or plan- starting about to start working on books. I'm not sure if I'm going to release them all in a group this time. I may do like a one every two months kind of thing. I haven't decided yet, mm-hmm. but uh, they're definitely in the works. Uh, I, I don't know if I, I would like to mention all the names of the authors Please. that are yeah. involved. So besides me and J.D. Rhodes and, and Will and Rob, there's Tim Tressler is, is part of uh, this first group. And uh, he used to write uh, the Mac Bolin books, which I you know think mm-hmm. was, are great. Fun things. Yeah, fun books. Right. And then we've got uh, coming up, we have uh, Ann Voss-Peterson, Alan Leverone, William Malmborg and Joshua Corrin, all of who, whom are veteran writers, have been writing for years. So uh, we have a great group, and hopefully Brett Battles will be able to join us too. And uh, Tony McGee Causey is kind of on the fence because she's very busy right now. Well, it sounds like you are at least breaking out of the, the boys' club with this a little bit. Oh, absolutely. I definitely wanted a woman. I actually, Tony was one of the first people I went to. And uh, because I wanted a woman involved as well, since the central character is actually female. I mean, the basic POV character is female. And uh, I wanted her involved. Unfortunately, she got uh, stuck in another project and wasn't able to do one this time around. And she's hoping she'll be able to do one next year. But then I went to Ann Voss-Peterson, who's uh, I've worked with before on, uh, well, mm-hmm. worked in the, at the same company with. And... Uh, she was she was game. Well, so you guys great. all write similarly paced books, so I, I can see how you selected this particular group, oh, and yeah, and why there is a sense of cohesiveness about the whole thing. Right, right. Okay, Will Graham, what's the best way for people to keep up with you and your work? Um, you can always find me on Facebook, mm-hmm. or my website is www.grahamwm.com. Okay, and I, I will attest to that. You can always find William on Facebook. <laughs> Rob, yeah. Rob Cornell, how about you? Uh, I, too, am a Facebook addict, so you can usually find me there. And my website is rob-cornell.com. And Robert Gregory Brown. Well, I'm never on Facebook. (laughs) Absolutely never. (laughs) Especially if you have product problems. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I'm on Facebook all the time, too. But uh, you can find me uh, at Robert Gregory Brown with an E on the end, dot com. Also, you can find, since I'm basically running a small publishing company now, you can find me at braunhaasmedia.com. That's B R A U N. H-A-U-S-Media.com. And uh, if you want to find out, you can find out more about Linger there if you just click on our books. 
and it shows the Linger series. Mm -hmm. And also, uh, we have a little uh, teaser trailer uh, at linger.pub, P-U-B. Okay, gentlemen, thanks so much. This has been uh, fun. One more, uh, excuse me, guys, one more thing I'd like to throw in. Okay. Uh, if you don't mind, uh, one of the additional bonuses that Robert has been working on is building a soundtrack to the series. Oh, yes. And that will all be available, I think, on the link. It'll be on the Linger site, Rob. Yeah, the uh, the soundtrack is, is linked. And will that be available when the book comes out around July 1st? Yeah, it's actually available. No, I okay. mean, I just I add to it as, as I get time to do, because uh, I'm, I'm a uh, musician also, so I add to it as time allows. Okay, good, good addition there, Will. Thank you. This is Stephen Campbell for CrimeFiction.fm. You can find us on iTunes and on the web at www.CrimeFiction.fm. You'll find links to everything we talked about in this show there as well. If you're an iTunes listener, please subscribe and give us a rating or review. Those will help other readers find great new books and great new ideas for series, like the Linger series from Edward Fallon. Thanks for listening.